0: Good Friday, everyone. Welcome to the VaultQuest.com podcast with Jesse Simonton, Austin Price, and Rob Lewis. I'm Brent Hubs. Glad to have you along with us. As we get you ready for Tennessee and Florida, the Gators remain heavy favorites in this game. Um, obviously, a lot of challenges for Tennessee in this matchup. Let's start first uh, defensively. And uh, the million, I guess the million-dollar question Jeremy Pruitt's trying not to answer or address right now, is Bryce Thompson going to play? Is he not going to play? If he plays, Austin, how much better does that make Tennessee?
1: I think it makes him a lot better in the back end, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there's going to be some rust, and I would expect Florida to at least, you know, try throwing one early, and just see, it mean, see if he's up to the challenge. But I mean, on the whole, I mean, it does give Tennessee a lot more experience at corner, and you know, right or wrong, uh, Alante's a good player, but right now Alante's, I think, you know, down on himself a little bit. Now you have a corner out there uh, And Bryce who's really, really confident. Uh, coming off last year, and, and just, you know, I think, you know, a, a confident kid on the whole. So I, I think it helps the corner spot a lot. You think he's going to play? I do. I mean, he's practiced in full all week long, practiced with the ones. We were out there on Wednesday. We got to see that then. Um, but I mean, if, even from the other people I've talked to, um, you know, and I quote, I've not been told one way or the other, but he's practicing
2: as if he's going to play. Jesse? Well, I mean, that, you know, uh, Jeremy's been coy with, with Bryce Thompson, and Dan Mullen's been, you know, just as uh, – That's what know, coaches do. Yeah, he hasn't said anything about, you know, Henderson's availability or Zaniga's ankle, and, you know, so I think both both coaches seem to be doing what college coaches do, which is, you know, they, they allow you to just kind of – if everything is veiled in secrecy, and then we'll come come see it on Saturday. If, if Bryce Thompson's on the plane, he's playing. Right. Sure, I mean, with the way the travel rosters work – you're not going to take a kid down there that's not going to play. Um, so if he gets on the plane on Friday, you know we'll know that answer. You know Friday afternoon, Friday perhaps Saturday morning. But I'm I'm with AP. The the way this week has kind of progressed, uh, it certainly seems like he's playing. Now is the hold up the university with with the you know uh, the court date not coming until after the Florida game during the bye week. I don't know, but again, preparation-wise, it certainly seems like twenty is going to be out there. You're not preparing and and running. Stu- even I, I, I wouldn't even buy the whole
1: grassy knoll theory. Well, he did it when the media was out there. Now, I mean, he's been doing. He's been running with the ones when we weren't there. You're not going through all that if he ain't playing. I mean, I, I you'll never
3: convince me otherwise. Well, especially when you've got a – when you're talking about you just started Kenneth George and Warren Burrell at corner. They need all the reps. Yeah, they, I mean exactly. But they need all the work that they can get. So I mean, I don't. I, I, I just, I I think it almost looks kind of obvious. I mean, I thought early in the week, Brent,
1: that you know your notion of, you know, somebody on the university side potentially being a roadblock would would be very feasible. But as the week has went on and he's practiced with the ones and not just been out there, you know, just kind of doing some stuff off this to the side, I just, it just. It, to me it's just pretty glaring that he's going to play.
0: Pruitt was asked uh, Wednesday on the SEC teleconference specifically if they had to wait until after the court date, if that was the reason he wasn't hadn't had not played didn't play last week, and he completely sidestepped the question and uh, played coy a- again and and that's going that's you know kind of the way it is and, until we get to game day and, and see what happens there. Uh, Bryce Thompson, no Bryce Thompson, that's not to me, that's not Tennessee's biggest issue. In this matchup, when you look at Tennessee defensively, I think the question is, what can they do from a defensive front standpoint? I know the Florida offensive line's not very good. How do you attack Rob Florida's offensive front? How, how, how does Tennessee's defensive front seven find success on I mean, Saturday? I mean, I
3: think you see him play like Jeremy did against BYU, and you know you didn't need to against Chattanooga. But I mean, I think you see Jeremy, you know, kind of. You know, dial, dial it up. I mean, if you're playing so many young guys, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with Coach Pruitt's point to be aggressive. If you're if you're going to make mistakes, make them moving forward instead of you know getting about sitting back on your heels and you know wondering if you you know wondering about this read or that read. I mean, just I, I would
1: make
0: run blitz it
1: totally
0: just be totally aggressive. Yeah, and if and,
1: the, and, the, I mean, and the, the inexperienced quarterback, you know, beat you, you beat you.
0: I mean, and
3: Florida's not been great on the offensive line. I mean, they ran for 200 yards against Kentucky, but that was really skewed by that last play. What was that, a 70 yard touchdown yeah. run? I mean, before then, they had, you know, you know, they were okay, but it wasn't like they were just gashing them. And, and, and Miami just stonewalled them. And I don't think Miami's very good. So, I mean,
2: I don't think Florida's run game is what I thought it was going to be. Well, well the, 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 the interesting thing about Florida, too, is P. Ron's pretty good, but they've, it's been all him. They're not, they're not piercing really in the game. Malik Davis, who was kind of their little speed speed type back the last year or two. Um, I think last I checked, I mean, he had, I think, less than like 10 carries this season right. or something. So, I mean, it's pretty much unless P. Ryan's back there, uh, they're not going to run the ball. And, and you're going to see them do some five wides. They're going to run lots of bubbles. I mean, the, the thing is is that some of their running game is going to come from from the receivers. It's going to come from Hammond. Uh, and it's going to come from sweeps, Tyreek Cleveland, flip yeah, and 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 that's how they kind of open up, and then that seam down the middle to crawl the tight end and and uh, Van Jefferson.
0: Yeah, I I don't say Tennessee matches up evenly with Florida in terms of Tennessee's defensive front against the Florida offensive line, but I don't think it's I don't think it's this huge disparity even because I don't think either side of the line of scrimmage is 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 particularly good. Uh, for, for the teams there, Daniel Petulli going to play, going to be back. I think we talked about it on Monday. As, as you've seen it happen throughout the course of the week, with Tennessee playing aggressive, with concerns about the defensive front, H- how big of a deal is this? How big of a deal is it that Daniel Petulli is going to have a chance to play an extended run for Tennessee?
2: Well, we expected him before the season. If you were looking at each line, you know, each part of the defense. We're, we're talking about hypothetically Tennessee could be getting back their best cornerback and best linebacker. I mean, I, I, and Their so, best guy at
1: the, at the in the back parts of their defense,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like if we're talking about D-line, linebacker, corner or secondary, I mean, they're getting two of the, those those three. They don't really have a best guy on defensive line. Well, I mean, so, Emmitt
0: Gooden's walking around, right. you know, after surgery, and he's not coming back yeah, this year.
2: Yeah, so, so I, I think it, it is a big deal. Batuli wasn't great on Saturday, but part of that was just kind of knocking off the rust a little bit. It was good for him to get out there and get 10 snaps. You know, I asked him uh, earlier this week, you know, wh- where are you health-wise in terms of do you feel like you can go out there and play a full game? And, you know, he said obviously his playing time uh, is the t- to be determined by the coaches, but if it was his choice now, he feels good enough that he can go out there and run. And I think if that is the case, if the, if the staff feels comfortable about his lateral mobility – um, and Tennessee, I will say, is, catch, is probably catching a break that Tony's out. You know, he was breaking ankles a year ago in this game and gave the ball some fits. The fact that they're not going to have to worry about him, both in the run game and, and as a returner receiver, is helpful. But, I, I I, mean, I think Batuli's big. I think you're going to see him and Toa Toa play the lion's share of reps at linebacker.
0: Yeah, you have to if you're Tennessee. They're clearly their best, too. The flipping over to the other side of the ball, biggest concern has to be your offensive front. No question. How, how does – how does Jim Chaney combat the inexperience on the offensive front against a defense that's multiple with a defensive coordinator that to borrow Philip Fulmer's O line men is in a bucket, they'll come from anywhere. How do you how do you combat that if you're if you're Jim Because to me that's the biggest part of this matchup. I know we talked about it a little yep, yep. bit on the round table uh yesterday, but to me that's the biggest intrigue is what what is your answer to Florida's defensive aggressiveness when you're playing with a young offensive line that may have trouble figuring out who's coming from where,
1: get get the ball out
0: early, and then I
1: think roll the pockets. some. you know, I I actually think JG is not too bad. You know, the throw he made to, uh, and it's not a roll; it wasn't a rollout, but it was still him on the move. The throw that he made to Palmer last week, I thought was one of his better throws. I thought it was his best throw. You know, I I would work the sidelines, get the ball out quick, and then I just think anytime you can get the all that speed flowing one way and. Hit them something backside, might work
3: too. I just think keep it as simple. Give those. I mean, you're you're starting two two true freshmen and and Calbert who's never played, you know, started an SEC game. Just I mean, keep it simple. I mean, try not to let the make those kids think too much.
1: Well, I, you know, Brent said on the roundtable on Wednesday or a th- you know, Thursday um, that the early downs, first down was key, not playing behind the sticks, and, and I agree with that. I mean, like if Tennessee can't. You know, play at second and six, and they're sitting there at second and nine, second and ten, or plus. It's gonna be a long day because I think just anytime you're having to sit there and you know, throw a lot on second, and third down, you know, until JG proves he's out of the funk. I just think that's a rough.
2: And what's funny is that Florida's defense actually hadn't been that good defending third downs this year. Miami converted some big ones. Um, I mean. Kentucky with with the mod Wagner just basically being like the jump ball you know dynamo out there I think I do think in terms of individual matchups I if I'm Jim Chaney I'm scheming as many ways as possible to get Mark Les Calloway Callaway on Marco Wilson if I'm looking at like where can we win you know Tennessee's gonna have some problems like Rob said with some young guys up front trying to block you know the Louisville transfer and, and Zaniga and even Miller um but Wilson just is not the same guy as he was two years ago since coming back from his uh, ACL surgery. I'll have this in the, the ten things. But when he was a freshman, he allowed less than – it was like less than 40% of the balls were completed against him. This year, it's like 95. I mean, it's, it, it's almost every single target his way has been a completion. Or he's also had like three penalties. Right, and he's, had, so, he's had three PIs. And, and, and so, uh, you know, a good way, I think, for Tennessee to maybe even get some cheat yardage – you know, I allow the Mark Sanchez offense from the Jets, you know, when they went to the AFC. it Sometimes you're just going to have to let your guy go up and just try to get it. And we saw in the Auburn game that worked. And, and I, don't, I do not think it's, it's, a, it's a recipe for success every week, but it could be a way to kind of keep yourself in the game if you run it, run it, and then find a way to take some shots to Callaway.
0: Everybody, you know, a lot of fans watching are going to be saying, screen pass, draw play. Is that realistic against Florida speed?
2: I think the draws. I mean, Georgia has had success again with that the last couple of years. The screen game is just not something that Cheney has done a whole lot. So that would be going against tendencies, which perhaps he does bust that out this week. I mean, you know, I mean, we haven't seen it a lot at Tennessee through three games, and that's not something, you know, in watching Georgia that they did a whole lot either, which is surprising because of all their tailback uh, talent. And they, he did throw it to them a lot, and I do think that you're going to see Gray and, and Chandler and these guys involved in the passing game. Whether that's screens or AP's favorite wheel routes, or just you know quick swing passes.
0: Yeah, I mean I think you've got it again out of the hand as fast as you can. Get it out of get it out of Jared, Jared's hand as quick as you can. Is that Do, your keys to the game? I mean that's one of that's going to be one I of I know, but it
3: rhymed. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know,
0: I mean you have got to get it out. Of, I mean I just think he has to get the ball. He, he can't hold the football. Can't pat the if he's patting the football, it's not going to oh, end and very well. I think well.
3: one thing that worries you is that has not been a strength. Right. right. No no question. Right. His I career.
0: Mean, Uh, He he is, I mean, you go back to last year, Tennessee wasn't ready for this game mentally. They thought they were a year ago. They weren't. uh, Couldn't figure out where the blitzer was coming from, and it snowballed on them and and got out of control in
2: a hurry. And they need to take care of the football. I mean, part of the thing is, you know, Florida won that Kentucky game because they got some cheap turnovers late, and uh, Tennessee just can't. I mean, it's it's about protecting the football as much as it is taking it away. To me, Tennessee
1: can't turn it over more than once. I think if they turned over multiple times, it just unless
0: Florida equally is giving. Yeah, I mean you, I mean, you got to win. You got to win the turnover margin. I mean, look, and that's the case anytime you're a double digit underdog, Rob. I mean, you're talking. to – I don't care who you are. If you're if you're a double digit underdog, you're going to look at the keys every time, and one of the keys you're going to say is you can't turn a football over. You yeah. can't. You can't. You can't beat yourself.
3: I, I think Tennessee's got to get some turnovers on, on the Gators end of the field, and, and I think they've got to hit some big plays because I just don't see them putting together many Tennessee 11, 12 a plays over
0: margin than Florida. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see. It's, it's hard to see Tennessee lining up and going eleven plays, seven minutes off the clock. You know, eighty yards driving the football uh, all the way down the field against
1: them. And and then bend, but don't break. You know, if if you can have let's say three drives where Florida moves it on you, but then you force them to kick field goals. Yeah, that goes a long way. Well, yeah.
3: And on the flip side, Tennessee's not been great in the red zone. They, if they get in there, they gotta no. ca- they got to cash it.
2: Well, and that's why I actually think Mullen, he did he did it in the Miami game, and he did it against Kentucky. He'll go for fourth down a lot. I mean, it, sometimes Tennessee's defense is going to have to buck up and get four stops, not, not three. Um, and conversely, I think this is a game that Jeremy may have to be – a little more aggressive than than he typically would be going for it maybe you know to to, to grab an extra couple minutes if you can convert a first well, he's been
0: aggressive they just haven't been any good at it I no mean, i agree i'm one, just what are they one for six or right, something like that he's one gonna
2: he's gonna have to kind of make that math and that calculus in his head versus is it worth a, f- a 48-yard field goal from Samaglia versus what happens if we convert this fourth and two? Yeah. You know, and, and those are and that's that those those are the head coach decisions. That that's why he's getting paid four million bucks.
0: Well, you go back to the to the old, old 09 game when when Kiffin went down there, and as I wrote in, in my column on Thursday, you know they forced Florida to kick some field goals, and they just hung around. They hung around for 60 minutes and. That, that's what Tennessee is trying to do. I, I think the other part of this, Rob, you wrote about on Wednesday in, in this matchup that's intriguing. Uh, the, the unknown is not just the youth on the offensive line, but you're playing a lot of youth in a lot of places on the road for the first time. So how does a Henry T. react? Even a Theo Jackson, who's been in the program but hadn't played significant snaps. How about your quarterback? How he didn't does play he re- there last time. Right. How does he react? How does Jared react? Warren He did play know? there last time. He, he checked to that throw. He didn't. He <laughs> it not goal line. Yeah,
2: but it, it, that was the Quentin Dormandy game. You know, he didn't start. A yeah.
0: Yeah, but he, he he played in the game. I mean, yeah. he was on the he was on the field. I, I mean, mean, Roman
3: Harrison played what thirty plus snaps last week with Vars Crouch. I mean, clearly, Jeremy is force feeding those guys playing time. And you know, I I don't, I don't know that I've noticed Crouch with a big bus, but there's been a couple of times where Harrison has looked unclear exactly where he was supposed to be before the snap. To me
1: it work I mean you could argue both sides that you know the inexperience it really cripples you in a game like this but then the fact that there's no scars for some of these kids they don't know the history of you know the they last were, two meetings. they weren't on the field for a Hail
0: Mary last time or, they were down or, there or on the or the, on the bench or the fourth, fourth and 13, 13 or whatever it was.
1: I mean yeah I, yeah I mean I, I, you could argue that that helps that they just go
2: out there and play. I well, mean you won't know till Saturday. And Florida's got youth, too. They're banged up. They're playing youth. And their quarterback hasn't had started a game since he was a ninth grader. I, I, I said it two weeks ago when the game time was
1: set. Noon's, noon's a blessing for the Vols. So, okay, so that place like would only be amped up more at 3.30 and then even
3: worse at 9 at 7.
1: And
0: yeah,
3: like Auburn last year. I mean, I think that –
1: That helped Tennessee. Yeah. I,
0: mean,
3: I, I really think it takes some energy out of the home ground.
0: Well, I, I agree with you. I agree with both of you guys on that. I think the other thing, too, is the, the, youth, the youth question, the youth debate is – I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but they're your best football players. Yep. you got to go play them. I mean, they're either going to be able to handle it or they can't. It's not like you're sitting here deciding, you know, do I play this guy who's a little more talented as a young player or do I go with this great, experienced veteran? I mean, DeAndre Johnson, no offense to him, he hasn't played down there either. Right. So Crouch versus DeAndre Johnson? Okay, you play your more talented guy because neither one of those guys are experienced.
3: No, I'm, I'm you know, totally Theo
0: Jackson versus Trayvon Flowers, or you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're just not. This is who you are, and it's who you're going to be, and you're going to have to play or through. Or K-Ron Calvert versus
3: Marcus Tatum.
0: Yeah, you just got to play. I mean, through I'm
3: it. totally on board with what it looks like Jeremy's doing. Play those young kids. I mean, it's not like, man, I don't think you're going to go down there and beat Florida. With, I mean, and I don't. I mean, being to be harsh on these kids, but DeAndre Johnson, Kevon Bennett, Ryan Johnson, I mean, those kids aren't suddenly going to morph into all SEC players. I mean, play your, play your more talented guys and you know, hope they make some plays.
0: All right, let's talk about Kyle Trask. What's Tennessee getting into, what's Tennessee getting into there? I mean, we, we, we got a small sample size from the Kentucky game. Clearly, uh, I agree 100% with Coach Pruitt.
2: The Florida did not change.
0: Fishing. It did not change what they were doing. Right. They were aggressive with it. Now, how would, how would they have reacted with, with Trask if, they, if Kentucky had punted the ball and backed him up? I don't know, but because Kentucky gave him the ball nearly at midfield, it let him open up the offense and get rolling right out of the gate on that drive. But, but there's no question Mullen did not change his offense. So going into this game before Franks got hurt, you had good Felipe, bad Felipe. And bad Felipe could be really bad. Good could be a 70-yard throw it over your head because the guy's got a cannon deal. What are they getting with this guy? Does
2: anybody know? I mean, I was there when Kyle, I was at, I was still at Florida that spring. It was right before I had come to ten, move, move to Tennessee that summer that that Kyle arrived on campus and he was kind of the the interesting piece of that class because he was a last minute deal by Nuss and Obviously, people have written about it. King, you know, who's who's the the dynamic quarterback at Houston, was the starter at Manville that Trask backed up all four years of high school, never transferred, hasn't transferred from Florida, which is interesting. He's a big, athletic, mobile kid um, who had a lot of arm talent, but I think there was, at least when he first arrived, there was some kind of J.T. Shrout where, you know, the more people you put on the field, the the more problematic kind of things become. But in terms of just raw arm, was, he looked better than Appleby and all those guys that were on the team at that time. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me to see him go into Kentucky and make some plays. I do think that Jeremy's going to try to bait him a couple times because Stoops almost did get him twice on Saturday night. He did almost throw the game away with that two-point conversion play that if the Kentucky guy didn't drop it, he was going to run it 99 yards back for two points the other way. He did almost fumble. Uh, so I, I do think that you know while there's good Felipe, bad Felipe – you know, everyone's really excited about Trask. He averaged less yards per attempt than Felipe has all season. His completion percentage was about the same. I just think the offense seemed to kind of get some spirit to say, hey, we don't want to lose this game.
0: Well, I mean, to me, Trask is a more powerful runner. He is. He's and I think harder to bring gonna, down that way, and, and I, I think he's more willing to run. it sounds like they're going to get some Emory Jones. I think you're going to see
2: – that's what I was going to say. I think I think you're going to see Paul's favorite son out there, you know, running making some plays. very
0: shout-out. <laughs> He did teach Paul how to throw. He did.
1: Uh, sadly, Paul he didn't throw do, it that much better than Paul do
0: does. Do you do you play? Do you play? Do you go in if you're if you're Dan Mullen? Do you say, hey, third series, we're going to get Emory Jones in, or is this one of these deals? It's 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 fun to talk about. Make Tennessee prepare for a bunch of stuff, and then you're playing Emory Jones if if the thing if I, things bog down. I, I envision what
3: was it? Oh six when they had yeah, yeah Tebow, Tebow was a freshman. That was kind week. of the
1: com- comparison that uh, that. Uh, who, who Pat Dooley used on The Nation on Sunday that's, night. That's
3: kind of what I think. I mean, how many how many third and twos, fourth and ones did, did Tebow pick up that, that night here? In
0: well, New Tennessee, and his career, Tennessee never stopped him on third and short. And, third and, and two or less, they never I, got they never That's got That's stop. kind of what I envision.
2: Which would be funny if they took out Trask. Because Trask is a more powerful runner Trask is like and 240 and Emory Jones like 220. Right.
0: I mean, that that, <laughs> that I mean... I don't understand. I, th- I the almost idea think there.
2: I, you know what they, you know what they did. They brought in Emory Jones and they tried to do a trick play against Georgia a year ago. I wonder if they do something like that, where the defense is ready for a run, and instead he drops back and throws, you know, a flea flicker or a, or, or a deep pass. I think the lion's share reps are probably going go to go to number eleven, unless
0: some, unless he's just not playing well. I can't imagine. Yes. Here, here's a young guy getting his first start. If he's getting into some kind of groove, I can't imagine. You know, if he's managing the game, right. and he hadn't had a bunch of bust. Why are you messing with him mentally by going, "Hey, third series, let's, we, we had planned to get it." I know coaches are crazy this way. You know, we planned to get Jones in, so let's play him because we said we were going to play him. Uh, I, that wasn't that wouldn't make a whole. Which lot is of why sense you really got to gotta
1: applaud. Uh, you know this staff. You know, I mean, I'm sure they really wanted to play those young quarterbacks against Georgia State, but they they held off.
0: <laughs> I'll let that one go, Austin. Um, when, when you look at this this game overall, I don't remember years, Rob, in this matchup where the two guys who probably are licking their chops the most are the defensive coordinators. You, yeah, you, got, you got Todd Grantham who's looking at young offensive linemen and a quarterback who struggled, who wants to be super aggressive. And then if you're Tennessee, now you're saying, let's go after a young quarterback who hasn't seen a lot. For years, this matchup was about, you know, could Tennessee keep, you know, Florida from going on one of those basketball-type runs where they score on five straight possessions or whatever. This feels more like it's heading towards a potential
2: low-scoring kind of defensive-type game. Yeah, I'm going the other way. You think I'm, it's going to be high-scoring? I, I don't know if it's going to be high-scoring, but I think, I, 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 looking at it, I would think I would at, 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 I'm, I would take the over. I would. What's the I, I think we're that. I think it's at like 48. Whew. And so, I'm just because so, I just. So you,
0: got, you got like a 28 like 17? 31 minutes.
2: 20, something like that. I just think that there's going to be enough. I think because the flip side, I, you, everything you just said is, it was, was sound, salient, and I think right on. The flip side of that to me is that both of these teams, the best parts of their teams outside of Florida's pass rush. Outside of Florida, the best part of these teams is their skill players. Tennessee, the best part of these wide receivers. Florida, they have all their complement of athletes on the on the perimeter. I think Florida's going to go five wide and do some funky stuff, and Tennessee's secondary is going to be challenged in that respect. And I, think, I, I, I do think that Tennessee's going to have some success running the ball, and I think they're going to break a play or two. Now the question is, can they get the requisite amount of stops? Now it could be a rock fight. People thought, you know, BYU was going to be a rock fight, and then it ended up, you know, both sides ended up being able to, to, to garner a little bit of offense late. But uh, I, I'm going. I, I think the offense think is going because to be of surprised more, because a of
0: explosive bit. plays. Yes, because not I necessarily mean, somebody grinding it. Not, not grinding
2: drives. I think it's going to be some missed tackles and some busts because we're talking about two secondaries that have, that have, you know, Tennessee whether they bring Bryce and then Florida dealing with the uncertainty of Henderson. Marco struggled. Dean and Jaden Hill and these guys are young. There's a lot of question marks for the, from big playmakers going up against you know some inexperienced. I DBs. think the BYU
1: game was still was a rough fight. I mean, 16-16, done regulation. I mean, I, once you, once you get to thirteen. Yeah, once you get to overtime, I don't even count anything after so that. So you th-
0: you think this is a you think this is a low scoring deal or do you think it is?
2: Tennessee should have scored thirty five points against BYU. Yeah, but they didn't, and I mean, there's,
0: and that's, they're not good on
3: offense. I mean, <laughs> they can't convert. Comp- I, mean, I mean, look they, at the, look they at the, can't the fourth downs. Look, they can't go to the
1: 0-3 Alabama game. You know, when the game, what was the game going to overtime, and then it ends up oh, fifty-one know. to whatever.
2: Well, you that's know. this is gambling one-on-one, Austin. But that's why the over/unders are baked into overtime. They I, I'm purposely not that, I'm not wor- inflate. Them. I'm not
0: worried about the betting <laughs> line. Okay, I'm not worried about the gambling. I don't line. think I'm, anybody gets thirty. You don't think anybody gets thirty uh-huh. in this game?
1: I agree. Okay. I think it's close, though. I think they get in the high twenties.
0: Okay, so you think it's go- there's going to be a decent amount of points scored? You yeah. think twenty-eight, whatever. 28-20, yeah. something like that. Yeah. You're, but you're, you're thinking,
2: thinking you're you're thinking more 20, of the, What was that, twenty fourteen, Treon Harris, yeah, j- j- I, like ten six? I'm, 10-6 I'm game. just
0: wondering if neither offense can muster anything up because you got you know, you're gonna have a defensive coordinator and Jeremy Pruitt who's gonna come who's gonna try to get exotic and confuse a quarterback. And then on the flip side, you've got Todd Grantham, who I think is I know he's played some zone to try to help his secondary, which has struggled a little bit. They play a little bit more zone against. Like, I think he's coming after Tennessee. He is. I it? think he's. I think he is. But I third and is, Grantham, he is opening up the bucket and coming after Tennessee with everything from every different direction to confuse an offensive line and to confuse a quarterback who has had a hard time seeing the field yeah, through I three mean, games.
3: What, what's Jared done to to scare you? If you're a defensive coordinator, I mean, I might dial it back if he, you know. Beats me on, you know, just scalds me on a couple of hot routes in, in, in the first quarter. But he has not proven that you know that's something he's going to do.
2: Is he was he has 2014. I said ten yeah. six. Yeah, that was a that was a terrible game to watch.
0: Well, that was another. I mean, that that should it was have been a terrible st- game to cover. That I was the, here. I was just what I'm that was <laughs> the, that should have been the here. start of Butch Jones's four straight wins over the Florida Gators. But we'll, we won't go back down that historical path. But that's all they had to do was punt. You know, when and. and Make Florida drive the length of the field, and they give up a sack fumble because they wanted to take a, a home run shot with a lead for for whatever reason in, in that game. All right, so back to this game, the one that counts uh, for for Tennessee this week. Tennessee to get an upset, two things they have to do. Two things: win the turnover battle, win the
3: turnover battle, and hit hit some big plays on offense. I mean, like multiple, like three. Three, like, 40-plus-yard plays. All right,
0: we're all going to go win the turnover I, I, battle, so give me I, something else.
1: I think they've either got to score on a trick play or score on a turnover. Like scoop and score. Type yeah, game. pick pick six, scoop and score. Yeah, that's,
3: that, I would count that as one of the 40-plus-yard you know, chunk plays. I mean, they've got yeah. to do something crazy.
2: I, th- I think the only way Tennessee wins this game is if Garantano... Has an Auburn two performance. Well, I think that's the only way they win this game.
1: Auburn two More, more importantly to that, and of course, I think you can't do one without the other. But play like you played a year ago. Whereas you know Jesse has talked about ad nauseum. This guy was known as the guy who didn't take the risk. Who you know was a, almost more of a manager than he was. You know, a, you know throwing into you know
0: traffic and that kind of thing. Play more that way. I think there's times he just tries to do too much, but just like you're like you're saying, just catch it and throw it. Yeah, you know, I mean, run, run what's do what do the place called? Right, do what's designed for you to do. Just I mean, don't don't overthink it. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes you can get in there and you can talk yourself. Into something that's not there Just catch it and throw it sometimes
2: We ain't playing flag football We're drawing up new plays in the huddle here <laughs> yeah, Let's so, call what's designed uh,
0: So the, I, I think yeah, I'm with you he <laughs> It's got not it. varsity blue <laughs> <Yes. laughs> The oop to you um, I, 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 I'm with you I mean obviously the turnover battle is a given I think you do have to score cheap points And, and, and Garantino has to play just lights out he, he has to be lights out in this game To have a chance for, for Tennessee to have a chance To pull off the upset Can Tennessee do it? We'll see. Uh, we'll obviously have full coverage of it from uh, Gainesville throughout the weekend. And uh, obviously, Tennessee goes into an open date next week. But we'll uh, here, cover everything about Florida. Well, just a last
2: thought here. Because of Tennessee's you know, kind of struggles in Gainesville, what do you do with the coin toss if you're Jeremy Pruitt? Kick it. I'm kicking it. I agree. Because you can't have something bad happen to you. If you, you go just three and
0: out, or you turn it over and give them a short fielder out the gate, and they score. Look what happened to you last year. You got the ball at home last year to start the game. What happened to you?
2: I, I get it. I get it. I've, the it's it, it's yeah. It's it's. I'm just thinking if we if the if the thing is that Florida's going to be a sleepy crowd starting early. What happens if their, their fans are rolling into the stadium at 12-10 and Tennessee's up seven nothing.
1: I
0: mean, I do think I think Tennessee's got to get out of the first quarter either tied or with the lead. I, I, I'm I'm kicking the ball, I, I'm I'm kicking the ball um, and taking my chances on, you know, my defense getting a stop there because there's there's a couple things that's happened in this series through the years. Tennessee's been in some games. This is back when Spurrier was coaching, right? Been in some games. Had to punt the ball late. You know, took the ball to start the game. Uh, they have to punt late in the second quarter. Here Tennessee given... touchdown giving, and touchdown Right. Out. They give up they give up on right at the end of the day. Oh, half, I, I get it. And for boom, sure. and start of the second half, ball game over, type deal. And so I'm kicking. That's what I'm doing. Do you ever not kick? Oh, there's certain games I wouldn't kick. Yeah. But I would kick. In this one. I would I would kick it. We'll see what Tennessee elects to do. And this one, I mean if you think you've got something on them that they haven't seen What would you do? James? And you can
2: Well see I, part of it, you, you guys were talking about trick plays, that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if they if they accept and this is where you roll out a flea flicker. First, one of the first two plays of the game.
0: I mean, there's merit to that. I just go back to, you know, no, you, I know, you fumbled it on your second play from scrimmage to open the season right? on a scripted 12-play scripted drive and sure. start uh, the I, game. I, the <laughs> devil's
2: advocate, I get that 100%. But I
0: see what you're saying. If you can jump on them, does when it, the fans show does it get
2: play, you going? Yeah. There's
1: a lot of trick plays that you could run. Flea flicker with inexperienced tackles and good edge rushers. Probably not one of them. That's probably the
2: safest. That's about that's way more safe than a wide receiver throwing a pass or something like that. That's just a all that is is a standard max protect play.
1: Okay. If you don't
2: think they can run a flea flicker, I don't know how you're gonna pick them to just win.
0: Dude. Well, this this debate this debate will obviously continue, but that's gonna do it for this edition of the Vulquest.com podcast he for called Jesse, sixteen sixteen, not a, or not a rock fight. For Jesse Simonton, Austin Price, and Rob Lewis. I'm Brett Hubs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend, everybody.